Welcome to Blooming Out on Community Radio, WFHB. Blooming Out is a forum by and for the LGBTQ plus community. Each week we explore the issues, events pertaining to the LGBT community in Indiana, the U.S., and internationally. We speak with guests about human rights, coming out, the legality of being gay, and much more. Blooming Out is a multiple award-winning program here on Community Radio, WFHB. Thanks for listening to Blooming Out. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Blooming Out. I am Melanie Davis. I'm Ireland Meacham. I'm Justin Robertson. I'm Judy Epp. Well, welcome. Obviously, tonight we have Judy Epp here to talk with us about what's going on with Spencer Pride. But first, let's catch up with the Blooming Out crew. (laughs) Judy, would you like to lead? I am part of the Blooming Out crew. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you are. Once a month. Um, Yes, actually. Nobody has commented on it here because it's probably they haven't realized it and it's hard for people to notice, like if you shave a beard or you cut your hair, but I'm not wearing glasses. I didn't notice, actually. I just didn't say anything. I had cataract surgery and the attendant uh, additional surgery that costs lots of money but they fix your eyes and you don't have to wear glasses that's awesome and i'm loving it how is it does everything look completely different it looks um brighter does it yeah it looks brighter i walked into my bathroom flipped on the light and i went whoa (laughs) 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 whoa it's bright in here well congratulations Um, that's really good news good for you i'm happy about that so yeah (laughs) but being a newlywed yeah yeah still Yeah. <laughs> still, yes, it's still good. You're still in the honeymoon phase. So, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you, well, can't, you also can't see the big, huge smile on her face. Yeah. True. <laughs> well, it's just a little over a month. It was just a month and two days, I think. Yeah, something and like that. six hours. <laughs> <laughs> but who's counting? <laughs> yeah, but who's counting? Yeah, yeah. So it's all good. I'm loving this weather. Oh, yeah. yes. I'm loving this weather. Went out for our first boat ride of the season. My first boat ride, actually, in two years. Oh. I've not taken my boat out since my late wife died. Oh. So it was really nice. And nice. Lucy was really happy to be living on a lake. This is my dream. And <laughs> da, 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 da. And we went out on the water. And you can't see the whole lake from our house because um, it's not just a big round lake in front of our house, surprisingly. Um, so we went out on the boat and went up the lake and everything where she could see the whole thing. It's like, oh, my God, this is beautiful. <laughs> That's so. one of my favorite things to do here in southern Indiana yeah. is be on a boat. Be on the, the water. Yeah. 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 I do it all summer that. long. Right. And our lake is a small private lake, so oh, nice. um, there are several homeowners around it, but no gasoline motors. It's right. just trolling motors and that kind of thing. So we start out from the dock, and we get a little way out, and she says, do you have life, you have life jackets on here, right? <laughs> no, I think they're up at the, <laughs> up at the dock. Judy, but get it's it like, together. <laughs> Honey, as long as you don't horse around or do something to knock yourself in the water, you're not going in. Right. It's fine. It's fine. We're good. So, yeah. That was oh. exciting. Lovely. Ireland? Oh, I'm I'm loving the weather, too, but it's also um, my allergies are back, which is <laughs> dun, 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 it's not good. But <laughs> so I'm dealing, dealing with that, but other than that, it's been pretty good. It's 
with the I mean it just makes me happy when it's warm out and everyone's outside mm-hmm. everyone's wearing shorts finally again and just like it I don't know it's just a a, a fresh breath of air yes yeah. that's wonderful mm-hmm. how about you Justin uh, the same I'm just so <laughs> I, I live for summer yeah. And so I love it when it's 80 degrees. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to get on a boat. <laughs> like Judy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm happy. Things are good. 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 Yeah. And Melanie? God, this heat is oppressive. <laughs> <laughs> a different take. I <laughs> you miss winter already? I, I Unpopular miss, opinion. <laughs> I miss spring. I miss, you know, the, the spring and the fall are my favorite times because they're not extreme. 80 mm-hmm. degrees, you get the boob sweat going. Well, that's right. You're from like, Chicago. You yeah. don't ever have 80 degrees. <laughs> you know, when we wanted to be warm, we just hugged a polar bear. So. <laughs> Or at least that's what we called the bears up there. Yeah. Mother daddies. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So, no, I'm just kidding. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us more. <laughs> that's for another show. Okay. Uh, <laughs> right. Oh, but no. Uh, yeah, I would, uh, I would, I'll love tomorrow and the next day when it's, you know, in the 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But okay. That's like perfect weather, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm a large person. So, so the heat is, uh, the heat plays with me differently. Mm. So I'm going to be cranking up the air conditioner. I, I like the fact that it's 80, but without the humidity. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To so me it's this is a whole different ballgame than it will be in July and August. Oh, yeah. So yeah. this is. Thanks this for reminding is, me. Uh, this is a yeah. nice. This is a nice 80, <laughs> Melanie. This is a much nicer 80. Yes. And we just had to have, I had to have the AC fixed in the car because we uh, turned it on the other day and it's like, oh my God, it's hot air. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> so, same thing with my car. It, yeah. The new car has hot air conditioning. So, Ooh. well, yeah. you know. <laughs> Mine's fixed now. Perks of living in a small town, the mechanic was too busy to write up my bill. Wow. I'll catch you later. <laughs> <laughs> I, I might need to move to that town. <laughs> <laughs> We're all living in the wrong town. Right? But we'll talk uh, about that later. My lawn guy's fertilized my lawn last fall and this spring a couple times. He's done some plantings. I have no bill. Oh, my wow. gosh. I mean, One I year, can't even two, get somebody. Two years ago, I saw him in a garden well, center. somebody to do it for free. Two years ago, I saw him in a garden center, and I said, did I pay you for doing my leaves last fall? <laughs> he said, I don't think I ever sent you a bill. You just have okay. people love you all over the place. That's awesome. Oh, well, yeah. Ireland, do we have some news? Yeah, we do. We do. Some good news for Pete Buttigieg. Um, polls in the first two states that will hold presidential nomination contests early next year, Iowa and New Hampshire, s- show a surge in support among Democrats for Mayor Pete Buttigieg, even as former Vice President Joe Biden and Senator Bernie Sanders remain the frontrunners. A Monmouth University poll of Iowa Democratic voters released Thursday shows Biden, who is expected to enter the race le- later this month, with the support of 27 percent of those who say that they're likely to attend the state's caucuses in February 2020. Biden is followed by Sanders, a self-described democratic socialist, at 16%. Buttigieg, the mayor of South Bend, Indiana, has the backing of 9%. He's been campaigning in early states and is set to have a formal kickoff rally for his bid Sunday in his home city. Senators uh, Elizabeth Warren of Massachusetts and Kamala Harris of California are at 7%, followed by former Representative Beto O'Rourke of Texas at 6%, Senator Amy Klobuchar of uh, Minnesota at 4%, and Senator Cory Booker of New Jersey at 3%. The remaining candidates and potential candidates tested were at 2% or less among likely caucus goers. 
The Iowa survey was conducted April 4th through the 9th with 351 Iowa voters who are likely to attend the Democratic presidential caucuses. The results have a margin of error of plus or minus 5.2 percentage points. A poll by the, the St. Anselm uh, College Survey Center at the at the New Hampshire Institute of Politics showed similar results with Biden at 23%, Sanders at 16%, and Buttigieg at 11%. Buttigieg saw the most growth in standing among the candidates since the poll was last conducted in February. He's seen a 33 percentage point increase in name recognition since then, following, following a wave of national media attention in recent weeks. Yeah, Yay, he's been all over Mayor the place, Pete. hasn't he? Yeah, yeah I'm Pete. so excited for Our him. Our own hometown hero. I hope it's not too <laughs> soon, though. Do you think he's peaking too soon? Well, that's the thing. You, you, um, Rachel Maddow did some uh, segment on the past um, uh, presidential um, whatever. Primary. Right. Primary, Primary, yes, thank you. Where the front runner dropped out before right. they even got very far it in it because the they mm-hmm. just got this big surge but i think i feel like this is different mm-hmm. i feel like he's such a um d- polar opposite from the current administration mm-hmm. correct and on issues he's got some issues to speak of it's not just because he's gay or just because no. he's young or he's so well spoken and he's so thoughtful, and he just has that um, sort of charisma, I think, that you know JFK had or some right. of our more popular yeah. politicians. Um, he really thinks before he speaks, mm-hmm. it seems. And um, I also think, yeah, it, he's very intelligent. He speaks, right. what, seven different languages? Right. Mm-hmm. So hopefully when we get drilled down to the nitty-gritty, mm-hmm. th- it, it, it will uh, still be good news. <laughs> Right. I hope yeah. that you're right. I, I'm very excited about all of this. I, I'm i excited about the number of people. I know a lot of people are like, oh, you know, you're diluting the waters. and uh, mm. But, you yes. know, I think having a plurality of voices uh, is helpful to all the candidates mm-hmm. because they can each look at things differently and, and adapt uh, and speak to different um, policies. Uh, mm-hmm. And and we can f- find out more about them than maybe the one or two right. uh, things that they hold uh, dear. Yeah. And uh, for for Mayor Pete, uh, he's not without his uh, detractors. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, he right. said some things that people find uh, take offense with. For uh, for instance, uh, um, uh, Chelsea. Uh, Oh, gosh. Manning. 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 Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. When uh, he said that, you know, she, her sentence was commuted, um, and he didn't believe that that was something, that was the right decision. Um, but she was being held in solitary confinement and basically tortured for mm-hmm. a dozen years. So uh, to continue that on was... Uh, mm-hmm. uh, a travesty. Absolutely. Yeah. So what, what, what I would like is for someone to ask him, what do you think should be done about trans people in prison, right? Mm-hmm. Just in general, don't mm-hmm. don't talk about Chelsea in particular, um, because then you kind of. I had this conversation with a friend of mine. I have to give credit to him. You know who you are. Um, instead of talking about the the fat the things that what Chelsea did, don't mm-hmm. don't muddy the waters with that, so to speak. Just talk about the the issue of trans people in prison. Exactly. What do you? think we should be doing mm-hmm. and well, get that conversation out there and and uh we will have the opportunity probably after sunday the 14th because that's when he's holding a 
uh, huge gathering. Uh, you can RSVP for Pete's special announcement, quote unquote, uh, in South Bend, or there are also viewing parties at mm. most large areas <laughs> across the state, apparently. Uh, so look for that online. Um, but I think he's one we should have on the show for sure. I well, you know, it puts us up. We're up there with with most major talk shows mm-hmm. uh, nightly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> We're as unique as Why he is. Why is everybody laughing? We're as unique as he is. Yeah. So no, I, that would be lovely if. Yeah. if uh, I if think we had talked that. about it a long time ago, actually. Yeah. You know, I before he was. That. In, That's an interesting idea. We'll see. It if would be great. Hmm. Well, Mayor Hamilton was talking about just talking to him. So we have a friend. Oh yeah. <laughs> We could have okay. him put in a good word for us. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I know you're on the national stage, but come to uh, <laughs> Bloomington, Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I could spell that for you. Uh, <laughs> and then talk on our radio show uh, to the, uh, you know, the very select and special crowd that listens to us. Yes. Well, maybe we have a chance. It's Indiana. Maybe, yeah. maybe that's the poll totally. for him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Justin? We can dream. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> no segue on that one. <laughs> mm. So um, from Pride Source, we have this. LGBTQ people are urged to be counted in 2020 U.S. Census. The D.C.-based National LGBTQ Task Force was part of a coalition of more than 15 national civil rights and progressive advocacy groups that launched a campaign last week to encourage (coughs) members of marginalized communities to make sure they are counted in the 2020 U.S. Census. In a development that LGBTQ activists view as a positive change, the 2020 U.S. Census questionnaire will explicitly ask couples living together to define their relationships to their partners in a new way as, quote, same-sex or quote, opposite sex partners. Although the 2000 and 2010 U.S. Census counted same-sex couples through questions about gender and relationships, the newly worded questionnaire in 2020 is expected to provide a more accurate count of the number of same-sex couples in the United States. However, to the disappointment of LGBTQ advocacy organizations, Census officials declined to include in the 2020 questionnaire questions asking about a person's sexual orientation and gender identity so that non-coupled LGBTQ people could be counted. Nevertheless, the National LGBTQ Task Force has said it's important for all LGBTQ people to take part in the 2020 census. The task force said in a statement Overcounts of privileged people and undercounts of marginalized people reinforce systems of power and oppression in this country. That's why the task force is working with our colleagues in the LGBTQ and social justice movements to ensure that all of us, and especially people from marginalized communities, are counted in the 2020 census. The statement continues to say, Although the census doesn't explicitly ask about our sexual orientation and gender identity, it is still critical for us to be counted on the 2020 census. We need to be counted so our communities can get access to federal funds for programs like SNAP, Medicaid, and public housing, have representation in our state, local, and federal government, and enforce our civil rights." 
The Williams Institute, an LGBTQ think tank affiliated with the UCLA Law School, has used data on same-sex couples obtained from the 2000 and 2010 U.S. Census to extrapolate an estimated count of all LGBTQ people in the U.S. But former Williams Institute official Gary Gates has said it would have been far better if the census counted LGBTQ people directly. National LGBTQ Task Force spokesperson J.R. Russ said the group has created a Queer the Census 2020 page on its website that will be updated each month to inform LGBTQ people on how the census will impact them and how they can best participate in the census. The page can be accessed via the taskforce.org link. So I, that's interesting. Yeah, I liked what they said about um, um, how it, it directly affects, you know, mm-hmm. it, um, reinforcing systems of power and oppression in the country mm-hmm. if people don't Absolutely. know who is living in the country. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that thing with, I think it was, um, oh, some country we were talking about a few weeks ago that was like, oh, well, LGBTQ issues aren't a problem here because we don't have, we don't have any LGBTQ <laughs> yeah. issues. And, you know, that's the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. if, if we don't count our our... If we don't, we, if we don't literally count in the census, mm-hmm. it's like we don't count as people, you know. Right. right exactly. And, and over tw- twenty years, it just seems to me there have been more people coming out as LGBTQ plus. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I think we were treated as a, a very small minority, and the more young people I know who identify as all sorts of different mm-hmm. things, it just seems that we are a much larger community than anybody has ever well, anticipated. And, and even beyond the benefit things listed here, if politicians realized how many of us there are mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they might pay more attention to our issues exactly Absolutely. i don't know i think yeah. they're playing pe- paying plenty of attention to our issues just not quite in the positive way well yeah right so. yeah. there is that there is that um, yes the other disappointing <coughs> thing sorry to interrupt the other disappointing thing is that we didn't have all this data previously so we n- will never know right. like mm-hmm. trends of how many mm-hmm. people are out mm-hmm. you know in the mm-hmm. past decades versus today you know and that's unfortunate i feel like it would be nice to have that data right. you know well i know in the past i've heard from people who said you know god i don't want to be counted i don't want mm-hmm. anybody to know i'm here you know this is it's Fear. not safe Right. Right. Uh, and um, and I think safety we've moved. safety numbers, right? Right. And I think we've moved past that. But now with this administration, and they, they dropped us from the census uh, counting, mm-hmm. what, two years ago now? Mm-hmm. It was like one right. of the early things to get done. And um, uh, so this is, this is good. Uh, it's not as good as it was going to be, you know, three years ago. Um, or it was being set up to be because they were going to count us. We were, right. our our families and individuals were on there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, hey, in in such times, we, we take what we can, right? Mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's, uh, it's a good time to maybe take our first music break. Sounds good. Take it away.
Listening to the artist IBBO Sound Machine. Um, this is the album Doko Mian. You're currently listening to the song I Need You to Be Sweet Like Sugar. We're gonna take a look at the community calendar real quick. This week in Bloomington, we have Las Ninias Bian, The Good Girls, with guest. Um, the Filmmaker to Filmmaker Conversations from the Director's Chair annual program pairs two complementary film directors on stage together, discussing their artistic vision, process, and bodies of work surrounded by screenings of their films. This year's program pairs two visionary filmmakers who each have new films in 2018, Al- Al- Alejandra Marquet Albella and Lucretia Martel. And that was at the IU Cinema April 11th tonight at 10 p.m. I'm sure it's a free event, but can't be can't be sure. We also have coming up on the 13th, Faces of Aces, a mental health and wellness community expo. Um, this is a free event open to the public. It will offer arts and crafts, music, on-site mental health therapists, coping skills, toolboxes, and resource tables where you can find someone to help. This event is being presented by your Monroe County Systems of Care a partnership of local organizations collaborating for the purpose of improving quality and access of mental health services in Monroe County. And again, that is April 13th, this uh, Saturday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. over at Fairview Elementary on 500 West 7th Street, Bloomington. All right, and with that, we're going to go ahead and throw it back over to Blooming Out. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, We've got one more news article to talk about. Uh, This is from Pink News. U.S. President Donald Trump's Education Secretary Betsy DeVos has admitted she was aware that her decision to roll back anti-discrimination protections for trans children could cause harm. DeVos was pressed during a session of the House Education Committee on Wednesday, um, April 11th, over her 2017 decision to revoke Obama-era guidance that extended discrimination protections to transgender people in education. The Trump official was pressed over the decision by Democrat Suzanne Bonamici, who asked if she was aware that revoking the protections can lead to poor academic performance and depression for transgender students. DeVos initially attempted to sidestep the question, responding, quote, The U.S. Office for Civil Rights is committed to ensuring all students have equal access to education free from discrimination. However, Bonamici pressed, quote, sorry, I would really like an answer. Students and families need to know this. Um, Did you know when you rolled back the guidance that the stress of harassment and discrimination can lead to lower attendance and grades as well as depression for transgender students? Did you know that when you rolled back the guide? Oh, excuse me. Uh, And then DeVos admitted, I do know that. But I will say again that OCR is committed to ensuring all students have access to their education free from discrimination. When Bonamici asked DeVos um, if DeVos was aware of a recent study showing, quote, alarming levels of suicide among transgender students, she responded, I'm aware of that data. Discrimination complaints from transgender students are no longer investigated by the Office for Civil Rights following directives from DeVos. DeVos's admissions that she is aware of the harm her decision caused that has led to condemnation from LGBT plus groups. 
In a tweet, Glad said, quote, she knowingly made the lives of transgender students more difficult, utterly cruel. In March, DeVos confirmed that the Civil Rights Office will limit any action against discrimination to a literal reading of, dis- of discrimination law. The law states, quote, no person in the United States shall, on the basis of sex, be sub- subjected to discrimination under any education program. She said that the area had not been clarified in the law and added, quote, this department is not going to make law. We are going to enforce laws that we are given to do. So she just basically, uh, folks, for, you know, trying to untie that Gordian knot of language. Um, She just basically said that, yes, transgender kids are going to be discriminated against because the office that she said is tasked with charging uh charged with uh non-discrimination doesn't have a policy for them so Mm -hmm. she revoked any policy under her her direction direction yeah Yeah. and when glad says she knowingly made the lives of transgender students more difficult that's such an understatement right Mm -hmm. i i quite frankly can't believe that glad wasn't more outspoken about she's put their lives in danger children are going to die yeah children are literally going to die because of this policy it's just so unconscionable it's terrible this woman is horrible (laughs) and and it sounds i mean she doesn't seem like she cares or is going to consider this to be a problem that she needs to address she is one of the products of this administration right and not only um, you know, is it going to directly affect kids that are experiencing, you know, harassment or anything in discrimination in school? Um, in that way, it just it, it her saying this makes you feel like you don't have a voice if you're that kid. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes you feel like you don't matter, mm-hmm. which affects it even more. Absolutely. You know? That nobody yeah. cares. That no one cares. Even if you are getting discriminated against, they're okay with it because right. they don't consider you to be right. an yeah. worth protecting. Right. right, right. Well, it came right from the top. Oh, yeah. It, it, this this whole thing is coming right from the top. Mm-hmm. The whole attitude, well, the whole and you implementation. Know it's not, Donald Trump is not the top of that. He's he's a face of it. Yeah. Well, he, yes. There are right. there are decades of yes. people working against this. Uh, back when uh, he was still in bone spurts, mm-hmm. um, he uh, he is he is a product of this kind of rhetoric too. That's true. And Although I have to say, he's using the bully pulpit. Oh yeah. Right. To Definitely. make this so much worse for the children. Mm-hmm. The good thing is she's gotten a lot of criticism for this in the media. Yeah. I I mean I don't. <laughs> tend to read or look at conservative media so I don't know how they're spinning it but just in most of the media I think that this has been sort of shocking for people mm-hmm. yeah uh, that's great the kids are still gonna die and yes and that that yeah. or or be severely depressed and not perform well and mm-hmm. then lose opportunities in you know secondary education right. or right. Uh, yeah or you know it, there are ways that you shut down when the world is kind of right. uh, stacked against you, and and yeah. this is this is where it starts. You know, yeah. it's like the census yeah. article. It's just feeding into that system that values certain people over other people, mm-hmm. and then continues to, um, yeah, cause those people to be um, forgotten about. Right. Highly unfortunate. <laughs> and then on a more local note, kind of in the same vein of uh, intolerance, uh, I want to read from a friend's post online. Uh, they titled it, Even the flagpole isn't straight around here anymore. 
I wasn't there at the end of the drive. I, w- I wasn't there at the end of the driveway when it happened. I didn't see the driver of that half-ton truck hoist a stolen chain around our flagpole in the middle of the night. I wasn't there to hear the spinning of the tires on the gravel to smell the dust as it was pushed into the moist air. I imagined that the gravel shot like miniature missiles from those tires as the vehicle attempted to lunge forward in an effort to bring down that tall aluminum pole that stretched into our sky, holding our two flags. I wasn't present to see the momentary wavering of that proud mast. I didn't get the chance to see the expression on the face of the offender when they got frightened off or gave up, having not accomplished their mission to bring down our rainbow stripes once again. Instead, I was at home. Naively, I was enjoying an episode of Drag Race, or the last bit of International House House Hunters, with my husband while our son slept peacefully upstairs. I was probably laughing with Jacob about some petty thing we saw on television as the ignorance and hatred of someone was permeating up my driveway through the cold darkness of night. I did not know when I laid my head down on the pillow that just several hundred feet away, someone was attempting to carry out their poorly devised plans to paralyze my pride and scare my family. And yet, after the sudden realization that such an event did take place on my driveway last night, I felt a wave of fear and anxiety permeate my mind. This was further intensified when we became aware that last night had not been the only night this week that a trespasser had stood on our land to try and t- uh, another and terrorize my family. This had happened at least three times based on the clues that had been left for us over the last several days. Clues that neither of us had pieced together until today. Three times. Three times. Of course, We've experienced similar violations before. We had our small pride flag torn from its short flagpole when we lived downtown. The replacement flag had been larger, and it too was stolen. Finally, upon installation of a third rainbow flag, the vandal seemed to have tired of his futile efforts to uh, deter us. It probably helped that the massive flag had been installed at the peak of our roof, more visible than any of the other flags before it, and much more difficult to access. Then we experienced further violations of our property when we moved to the country 10 years ago. Sure, rural residents know about getting their mailboxes damaged. Granted, for us, that damage had always been tied to a major event in the news that meant more equality for my family. The circuit court and Supreme Court rulings on marriage and the like. In response to our country criminal, we got a larger mailbox and then eventually encased it in concrete as further cowardly actions were taken. Our mailbox had been beaten with a bat and struck with a car. The flagpole had been our most recent response to the hate spewed at us in the form of petty vandalism and theft. We found joy when we saw signs of vehicular damage after some obvious failed attempts to strike the new limestone wall and encasement of our mailbox. We found a light here, a bumper there. The flagpole above our proud rural mailbox stood undisturbed for nearly a year before some kids cut down the rope, leaving the American flag laying on the muddy road and taking the pride flag home to burn it. Two local boys had been had committed the crime. One child apologized, another left town for a while with family. We prosecuted the father of one of the boys. It was this grown man who had paid the preteens to give them and given them a knife to cut down our flags. It had been the father's idea to carry out the act, although his bravery seemed limited only to what he could pay a minor to do in his behalf. The adult was convicted and forced to pay the small amount we sought for damage, and we moved on. It's now been about two years since that happened. Then, at least three times this week, in the middle of the night, some 
redneck, chose to spend his time hanging out at the corner of our road and rustic driveway three times. My initial reaction was fear, fear for my family, fear for what else could be done to our property or persons. And then anger washed over me. I was pissed that because I chose to live my life authentically, to make a life with this man I fell in love with 18 years ago, to raise a son together in this small Hoosier town, that we were subjected to this persistent bull. I felt annoyed of the same actions we had had to take and repair things and improve things beyond what they had been what had been done before. Next, I felt tired. I felt exhausted by this constant activity at the end of our otherwise uh, sleepy driveway. But now, all of those feelings have passed. The emotion that pulsed through my veins, intending to invoke my flight reaction, was now transformed into energy that is compelling me into action. Yes, the damage will be repaired, the flagpole will stand tall again, and the rock wall will be reinforced. We will add something else to the streetscaping as well to make it better than before, and to serve as a visible and constant reminder that my family is still here. We will not be deterred in our pursuit of happiness. We will not be scared from this town that we chose to lay our roots in. I will not be pushed from the Hoosier ground that I was born and raised on. Nope, ain't gonna happen. Instead, we will get up tomorrow and get back to the work of educating others about LGBTQ plus rights, people, and issues. Through our volunteering with Spencer Pride, we've seen so much progress in our community over the past 13 years. As a result of this, latest minor infraction, we will pour more energy and resources into the organization, and we will use this experience as a teachable moment for others. Most importantly, these three country boys will go back to our lives as we have always done before. We'll f we fought hard for the right to spend time together as a family and talk and laugh and do stupid things. We will be here in another year and in another 10 years when the next ignorant person decides that this hate for us is more satisfying than his own pursuit of happiness. We'll be here at home helping Truman with his homework or dancing to Beyonce or enjoying a home-cooked meal watching RuPaul's latest show. And for just a moment, I might think about what could be happening at the end of our long driveway. Then I'll smile, turn up the television, and forget all about it. That's beautiful. I think that's just a lovely, I mean, a lovely way to spin a horrible situation. Um, I, I'm glad that, that they are staying positive. I'm glad that they, um, you know, have an action plan to do things that are positive and beneficial, beneficial to the community. That makes me happy, but it also makes me angry and incredibly sad that this is still happening. That, like he said, that these people are choosing to to spread hate instead of pursue their own happiness. Yeah. Right. Oh, and these are very directed attacks too. They're, right, you know, right. the, in some places, you know, if you're downtown or something and you, you can make a show of it, you can spray paint on somebody's, you know, uh, um, garage doors. I've seen, you know, horrible epithets sprayed on them. Uh, that's a very public kind of thing. This is, down a, a sleepy country road and it's very directed and it's in and it's terrorism mm -hmm. yes it, that's exactly right melanie it is it is absolutely terrorism they're trying to terrorize people who are leaders lgbt leaders in the community they're trying to terrorize them they obviously don't know them right 
obviously don't know them because far from scaring them away this is just energizing them more making them tougher but why should they have to even think about this kind of crap going on really they shouldn't they shouldn't it's but they're emboldened in their attacks yes by by, uh what they see in the news uh what they see in 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 their media sources yes uh what they see in the state house Mm -hmm. going on and and the and the the words of of yeah, um, political leaders right. who are uh, who make no bones about you know right. our uh, need to not exist here. Right, right. So yeah, I think it's time for another music break, and uh, we'll get right back to you.
Welcome back to Blooming Out, uh, and we've been listening to Ibibio Sound Machine, Tell Me. I love that. That's yeah, that so was great. That was good. Thank you, Lucas. Yay! Good, we were jamming in here. 80s. Uh, <laughs> 80s was always good for music. Yeah. So, <laughs> fantastic. Well, uh, we would like to officially uh, get to talking to our guest tonight. Um, hi, Judy. How hi, are Melanie. you? Hi, Melanie. What I'm have doing you got for us? Well... Well, first, I want to um, give kudos to Jonathan, whose post we just read. It was already some clues were his husband's name, which is fine. He put it on Facebook, and it's been shared and shared and shared and shared because mm-hmm. he wants people to know what's going on. So, um, yes, thank you, Jonathan, for your very thoughtful thank you your remarks about your experience and your courage. And you know, it, it was a perfect. Um, it was a perfect. Uh, guide through the emotional roller coaster of having somebody do that sort yes. of thing mm-hmm. to you. So. Yes, right, right. It's good. He's very thoughtful about not having knee jerk reactions like many of us, myself included, when something <laughs> happens. <laughs> First, I yell about Agreed. it and then think, oh, I probably shouldn't have said that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, segueing into how you all can help, um, Spencer Pride. So we are, I have several um, things to talk about. Right now we have a push on for volunteers. We're looking for volunteers for Unity, our uh, retail space. Mm -hmm. And um, we, for those of you who don't know, in our community center, we have a retail space and we sell items uh, primarily that are handmade by local artists. So we are supporting the local art community, um, even to Bloomington and Brown County. When we say locals, the state of Indiana, and um, so if you help us, you're helping support uh, local artists. And um, our retail space is also a cover for our people that uh, might need to come in and talk to somebody, but they don't want to just be seen going into an LGBT center. Right. So, <clears throat> and this has happened. People come in and shop, and then they see that it's okay to talk to somebody. So we have that. So when we say we need volunteers, it's not just that we need people in to sell stuff. We need people to be there for for our people. Yeah. So um, even if um, uh, a, you only can do once a month, um, every other week, once a week, whatever you can do, we're open uh, Wednesday through Saturday from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And we are totally volunteer run. If you've ever been in Unity, you may not realize nobody's getting paid in there. The person behind the counter is not getting paid. We are all volunteers. And yet they're still smiling. Yes, yes, because it's fun. It is. It's fun to be there as well. And all kind of things going on. And there's a 15% discount for volunteers. Oh, heck, I'm there. <laughs> so there you go. Actually, I was there before. I didn't realize. You have a new volunteer. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. So, Judy, if somebody does want to volunteer, they what do should they do? Um, send an email to jacob at spencerpride.org. Again, that's jacob at 
spencerpride.org. If you can't remember that or you write it down and you lose it, you can always check us out on Facebook or the Mm web uh, page and just send a message. Hey, I want to volunteer. What do I do? You can walk into Unity. There's a whole volunteer packet they can give you. We have an application. There's a list of what the volunteer opportunities are. We have other things than Unity. We also have events. We're going to Columbus Pride Saturday. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have our own festival, um, other things to do. But right now we're primarily focusing on Unity. And we don't put an inexperienced volunteer in there alone ever. You will always be with an experienced person until you are the experienced person. (laughs) Sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the plan there. And really just stop in is the best because the, the whole store is chock full of beautiful uh, handicrafts and arts and um, yes. and fun things to take home and uh, I, I know a yeah. few artists and I, I've been there a lot so there you go uh, and some vin- a few vintage resale right. mm-hmm. items as well we've got the cutest little Easter decorations they're like um, they almost look like uh, Christmas uh, decorations with little hangers uh-huh. and they're like little bunnies and chicks with little sayings on them they're so wooden they're so cute they're for your adorable. Easter tree so. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and for those of you that didn't know, mileage going to back and forth to your volunteer gig is tax deductible. Oh, oh. oh wow. Great. So anybody coming from Bloomington to Spencer to volunteer, keep track of your mileage. And it just feels good to volunteer. There you go. Yeah. It's actually good for your mental health. Yeah. That's There has been a study. Yep. And, and it's true. And Spencer itself is really cute. I like this. It is. Yes, because now they're also, while you're over there volunteering with us, when your gig is done, there's the Dragonfly Gallery, which is another eclectic kind of uh, shop. Juniper Gallery, which used to be in, in Bloomington, actually. Mm-hmm. Right. And now yeah. has opened in um, It's Spencer. a great place. It's a really uh, cute, unique uh, little shop to go to. We now have a new brew pub that has opened that is really good. Their food is fabulous. And all of this right on the square. Yeah. Spencer's so. just awesome. I know. It's so fun. <laughs> it's so fun. So come on it really over. Is. So in addition to the uh, volunteer uh, thing, we this Saturday we are having a, we call it a training, um, but it's open to the public and our own Kim Fiddler, who's one of our uh, directors who ran for office in uh, Putnam County, is doing a training on what is RIFRA. Mm-hmm. If you have, if you wondered or you're not sure that the religious freedom, something something, uh, see I don't even know what it is. I need to mm-hmm. go to the training, uh, but something to do with the uh, religious freedom, which is really discrimination mm-hmm. act. R- and religious freedom restoration, restoration act. act. Right. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. So you still need to come listen to Kim tell you for sure, mm-hmm. um, and what that means, and to talk about the hate crimes legislation or the lack of. Um, So she's going to talk about that. So that's really important stuff at the community center on the square, Saturday, 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock. This Saturday. Oh, there's so much going on. I'm actually going to be at the the Columbus Pride. So before I found out about that, I volunteered for booth time. Okay. So Columbus Pride is this weekend. Yes. yes. That's early, isn't it? um, I think the hours on that are 10 to 2. Yeah. It's a little short gig, but, of course, it takes two hours to get there and two hours to get back. So it's really a longer gig for those going from here in other words go to spencer <laughs> yes yes two o'clock two i didn't o'clock. say that though because but when is, yes. when is spencer pride happening spencer pride is happening june 1st always the first saturday in june mm-hmm. yeah. june 1st we have new hours this year we're doing noon to seven 
So it's the same number of hours, but mm-hmm. we used to do 10 to 5, and things didn't really start cranking until noon, and people complained that I work on Saturday, I'd like to come after work, but you're already done. So this year we're starting a new um, new trial thing, doing noon to 7, so we're really excited about that. We've got, um, oh, and go to Facebook and RSVP to the event, just so your friends see you've RSVP'd, and then they all RSVP, right. and it's Snowballs show up in people's feed. Yes, 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 exactly. But it's still free to go. Oh yeah, 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 free, free. Everything, everything we do is free. Trainings are free. Any events we do are free. Being in the area we are, and from the area we are, we never want money to stop somebody from being able to take part in what we do. Mm-hmm. So we never ever charge for anything. We never plan to charge for anything. So that being said, noon to seven on um, June the first on the square. Um, we're having a new thing this year, an amateur drag show. Oh, we have ooh. our regular professional drag show, but we're adding right. an amateur drag show. Oh, so fun. we're looking for amateurs who want to uh, participate. You're looking out. at me. Okay. I, I <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I love drag queens, but not for me. I am the ugliest uh, drag queen there ever was. Uh, so... You could be a drag king. You could be a drag king. Not a qualification. That was something that we yes. were, uh, that was being talked about earlier. Is there uh, there are uh, drag queens, yes. but there were not uh, historically any drag kings. Uh, and I know that's something that yes. needs to be addressed. Wait, yes. that's not true. The historically, there weren't drag kings. Uh, recently, at least. Oh, recently, yeah. 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 I was going to say, because in Victorian England, yeah. it was a huge thing. No, 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 not that far back. We're not <laughs> talking about your childhood. <laughs> okay, I was going to say. <laughs> no, I know all about We that. actually yeah. had had a drag king at one of our festivals a couple years ago. Yeah. yeah. We've got a lot yeah. of drag kings We're, in Bloomington, actually. We do have a yeah, drag yeah. and, yeah. uh, and a lot of them would love to perform. Right. Uh, and so Go uh, on, if any of you hear that, uh, yes. at least the... Uh, the amateur will be yes. open up. So go on mm-hmm. Spencer Pride Facebook page, and you'll see the um, the thing tells awesome. you how to apply or whatever. Fantastic, um, fun put out there. So yeah, and you so don't even have to be from Victorian England. No. So. <laughs> 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 that was probably best that's if so you're funny. not. And even if you're not, as, tight and, as I am. Even if you're not an amateur drag performer, <laughs> come to see the amateur drag performers. Absolutely. I do want to see that. Ton of fun, ton of fun, and uh, we're doing drag drag queen story time again this year. Yes, big hit last year, and uh, it was so crowded. the The gathering space that's part of our community center was just jammed with. We thought maybe we'd have ten, twelve kids. There were like 30, 35 oh, kids great. and their parents. It, crammed into this space so yeah it's really exciting <laughs> oh that sounds fun we also need uh, we're looking for photographers um so anybody amateur or otherwise that wants to take pictures of uh, at the festival for us again go on the facebook page or the website and just hit us up and say hey I, i'll volunteer to take pictures awesome so that's a good thing we need and uh we're also having uh free mom hugs indiana is going to be there with free mom hugs so that's That's another new thing going on and vendors any vendors that still want to sign up go on spinsapride.org website go to the festival sign up as a vendor it's not too late and early bird fees are almost up so sign up now okay 
Sounds good. That's all very exciting. I can. I want to c- come check it out. <laughs> I'm excited yeah. now. <laughs> have you been to Spencer Pride? I have Pride? not been what? to Spencer Pride. I really need to come. I oh, know. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, my heart hurts. I haven't been either. I'm always out of town. Uh, always. Oh, yeah. You're gallivant. And I might be uh, this time. To, it's just the first week in June is a busy time. What hurts me. my heart is when people say, oh, I didn't know. Right. Mm, right. How could you? So we've got billboards. We've had billboards for 30 <laughs> yeah. years for billboards. We put one in Spencer just because. Do you put one in Bloomington, though? But last year we put one in Bloomington, but when the trees bloomed. <laughs> yeah, you can see, <laughs> see it. We need a new location. It was location. by the viaduct down on Walnut. It was actually I never saw it. down. It was laying face up. <laughs> right, so right. mowed the grass and well, it got all over. Yeah. One year we were on I-70. This year our second billboard is going to be on 37 up by Martinsville. Oh, fantastic. Oh, great. Oh, Oh, that's Perfect. Good. That's yeah. a good that's really That'll good. be good. Yeah. I'm yeah. I just want to yeah. see the amateur drag. Really? Hey. Yeah. Okay. Well, do you want to do the drag king? Oh my gosh. I think you'd be amazing. Sign up. I might. Think well, it. I'll think about it. Think about it. Okay. <laughs> and and wear that top because that really I have goes a great with everything. Top on today. She has a great you top do. on. Yeah. <laughs> you can't see that either. Yes. <laughs> it is. Well, thank great. you. <laughs> and and also, money money, I'm still looking for 50 from 50 um um donors if we get 50 people to donate 50 dollars a month every month it will pay our monthly bills so we can keep using our other money our grants and and sponsorships to finish the building and do our other programs like help with our prom which is coming up may 4th yeah um and things like that so um go to the website hit the donate button and you can select recurring and it'll walk you through setting that puppy up 50 dollars a month Come on, people, help us out. Oh, yeah. There are a lot of people that can do that. Yeah. Yeah. I can't, so I'm just going to volunteer. Uh, but, uh, we're good. Yeah. We'll, we'll take it out and trade do for what you, you can. Melanie. Exactly. <laughs> well, and, and come by the shop and check it out because there's so much great stuff going on all the time, and you can right. talk to these wonderful people who are uh, giving of themselves and so passionate and And dedicated. it's a community center that has a shop in it. Yeah. Yeah. As well as other spaces. Heavy on the community. Yes. And yes. Uh, and that's what I love about Spencer yeah. and Spencer Pride is that it's it's so much a part of the greater town. It's not yes. it's not Absolutely. its own separate little thing off to the side. So Rednecks with pickup trucks notwithstanding. Right. Well, some of them actually come and shop. I'm they sure. do. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> they do. <laughs> well, uh, thank you all for listening. We are out of time. What a great show. Thank you so much, Judy, for coming. Um, oh, I love being here. It's We love, we having, love you. having you here. We do. Every we do. <laughs> <laughs> Please come back. So you'll be back in a month. I will. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. And we like to say thank you to all of our listeners, volunteers, and those who make this possible. I'm Ireland Meacham. Blooming Out is produced by Frankie Presloff. Our executive producer is WFHB News Director Wes Martin. Lucas Fisher is our engineer. Our production assistant is Ireland Meacham. For Blooming Out and WFHB, I'm Justin Robertson. I'm Melanie Davis, and remember, if everything was straight, roller coasters would be one long, boring ride. Good night from our Blooming Out family. You've been listening to Blooming Out on WFHB. Blooming Out is a product of W... You've been listening to Blooming Out on WFHB. Blooming Out is a product of WFHB's News and Public Affairs Department.
Tune in every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. for Indiana's only LGBTQ plus news and public affairs program. You can hear this and other programs online at WFHP.org. Comments and suggestions for future topics or guests can be sent to bloomingout at WFHB.org. That is bloomingout at WFHB.org. And thank you for listening. Yeah.